Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 18. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. And firstly, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to you, Jack. We're recording this. It's New Year's Day today, 1st of January 2019. We've got Cardiff later, so we thought we'd get a pod in this morning. A bit of a wrap-up of 2018. Yeah. uh, Which is definitely an eventful year being a Spurs fan. So let's go straight into it. So my first question for you is, what was your best Spurs moment or match of 2018? Um, I think, uh, uh, probably because it was a breakthrough gr- game, I think the win at Chelsea, the 3-1 the three one at Chelsea. At Chelsea. The 3-1 at Chelsea. Yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, that was a, again, that was an up and down game, wasn't it? Going behind early on with yeah. a Loris error and then yeah. coming back with two incredible goals, yeah. especially from Ericsson and then the Ali goal one. where yeah. Dyer puts him in over the top. Brilliant moment. I, ju- I just think that was, um, I think um, in recent I think against the top teams away, we're looking competitive now, mm. which we haven't done for about four years. Yeah. Um, any other matches or moments? Uh, the, or ma- that the, the May United win at the start of the season, yeah. the 3-0. Um, th- that's certainly up there as well. Um, quite a lot of good good things about the year anyway. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a good year. It was still a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. You know, finishing my, third and that was still good. My other one was the fairly recent 2-0 win at Arsenal in the yeah. Cup. You know, we haven't won at the yeah. Emirates for a long time. So yeah. to go there and win and win in the match again, it's another one of them jinx grounds. You know, we had at Stamford Bridge, and, and we're got overcoming these things mm. now, which is good. My other sort of best Spurs moment was it's also my worst, which we'll come on to in a minute. But it was when we were when we went one 0 up against United in that FA Cup semi final, yeah. and genuinely thinking we're going to get to an FA Cup final with yeah. that, just to capture that. 30 seconds after Ali scored was a pretty incredible moment. Um, so let's talk about then your, your worst Spurs moment or match. Well, I think, I think the May United defeat yeah. you just mentioned, Jack. Um, as you know, I, I, I decided not to go to the semi and I let you and your brother go because I've seen too many defeats in the semi-finals mm. and, and it was just one of them games again. We're a better team than May United. We should have got to the final. We, we could have beaten Chelsea. And it's frustrating when you get to the semi and you just don't get over the line into the final. You know, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah. And then what about your best Spurs goal of 2018? Because there's, I mean, there's been so many brilliant goals last year. What ones were the standout I, I, for you? I think if you're looking at, you know, um, Wanyama at Liverpool... Liverpool. Ericsson at Chelsea. I particularly like the alley goal at Chelsea, but I also like the alley goal at Woolwich in the Cup only a few mm. weeks ago. Both brilliant goals. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of good goals, but I think because they were standout moments, uh, that's why I've kind of picked them ones. One other goal that was absolutely brilliant, which I think gets overlooked, is Harry Kane's goal at Wembley when we thumped Everton, I think it was 4 0. 4 0. It was start, a brilliant yeah. team goal. Literally yeah. starts with the keeper, yeah. and I think everybody touches it. Yeah. And we just play our way through and we yeah. score. And we had, and we'll come on to it. I know, but then there was the goal like at Everton, which was like that, wasn't it? Where it just was knocked around, and yeah. that. So yeah. that was a good one as well. Uh, and then, what about your favourite sporting moment of two thousand eighteen? So it can be football. It doesn't have to be. It can literally be any sporting moment. Um, I've I've got three I want to mention. The the World Cup was good, but I don't think it. I've said before, I don't think it was as good as everyone's making out. Because we, we, we played seven games, I think it was seven, was it, games we played? And we lost three of them in the, at the World Cup at the end of the day. Uh, got through on penalties, which was great. Beat Panama, 
you know, much improved England team. But that was good because it was good sitting with you and your brother and um, you seeing us get to a semi-final, which I'd only experienced once before in obviously 1990. Uh, The other things, apologies to American listeners, uh, was cricket, was um, Alistair Cook, the England captain, uh, retiring and scoring 100. And my top moment of the year... Um, was actually tennis. I was lucky enough um, to go with Mrs Latchford and we went to the Wimbledon final this year and we were four rows from the front on centre court watching uh, Djokovic win Which Wimbledon. Which is amazing. It was absolutely extraordinary to be there and it, 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 you know you were making fun of us at the time because you were taking pictures of the TV because we were on, mm. we were behind Sue Barker when she was uh, interviewing Boris Becker. Um, it was extraordinary to be there and to actually go to a, a Wimbledon final, you know, really was, we were very lucky to get tickets through the ballot and, and, and it, was a, uh, it was a fantastic day. Mm. I think my only other one to add to that is the Trippier free kick in the World Cup yeah. against Croatia in the semi-final. In the, semi. the penalty shootout was brilliant, but in the semi-final when he put that in the top corner after five minutes, again, it was just that feeling and the sense of we're going to get in the final. I know we didn't, but for that, 10 minutes after that yeah. goal, you were just thinking, God, in a few days' time, England would be in the World Cup final. I think I'd also say about the, the World Cup, Jack, that like I forgot to mention, was that penalty shooter where there were so many Spurs players taking penalties. Yeah. And I think it was the three, wasn't there? And it was, you know, you really got your, you know, it was really mm. nervous and that, and everyone was so confident, especially the way Dyer stuck away the, the winning yeah. penalty. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. But, I mean, 2018 has been a, a great year being yeah. a Spurs fan. I mean, we had some... Very, very nearly moments, which I get is frustrating. But, you know, to be competing on all fronts, really, maybe not quite the league at the minute, but we'll come on to that in a bit. Uh, it was another brilliant year, you know. We saw some fantastic football. We've got such a brilliant group of players that we get to go and watch every week. Like, the only thing you can really ask is, can you get over the line and get a trophy? Yeah, but, I, I mean, it, it, it's been a brilliant year. Yeah, I agree on that, Jack. But I think, um, you know, we were very unlucky to lose Juventus over them two games at Wembley and in, in the Champions League, very unlucky. Mm. And so, yeah, there was a lots of um, positives again to come out of the year. You know, um, hopefully we're, we'll go on and win something. I think that's important, you know, and as you say, we'll talk about the league in a minute. Yeah. We've got some games to review as well because we actually haven't done a podcast for about 10 days or so, two weeks it might even be. So we've got four games to, to talk about. We won't go into huge detail on all of them, but firstly, the 2-0 win at Arsenal, which I know we touched on at the oh. top of the show. What a win that was, to go there and, you know, play the way we played. Like, they just, they, they did nothing, Arsenal. No. Especially off the back of the league game, which was a few weeks before when they turned us over. I think there was quite a lot of pressure on us to go there and perform. Uh, I think as a fan in those derby games, you just want your team to go out and give everything. If you get beat by the better team in the derby, you can sort of say, OK. But the league one was so frustrating because we just we yeah. didn't turn up. I but think... the cup game was the complete opposite. We controlled the game, we kept the ball, we played the team, not the occasion. Whereas I think in the league game, we got caught up in the fact yeah. that it was a derby. And I think Arsenal did in the cup game. Yeah. They were still on a massive high from the league win. Actually, before they knew it, they were 2 0 down. I th- yeah, I agree, Jack. I think. Um... I think my friend Cole described the uh, Arsenal league defeat as disgraceful. Mm. And I think he was right. I thought the second half was appalling the way we played. Mm. And, and we, we learnt from, from, from what we did wrong in that game. And we won the midfield. Mm. And we didn't win the midfield in the league game. Um, and, and we played some really, really good stuff. And we defended really well. You know, even when we were 2-0 up, you know, we, we were always still nervous and that, you know. But 
the game seemed to take an age, I think, from the time we scored to about 80 minutes. But we managed the game really well, um, played really well. I mean, we were lucky because Koscielny was playing for Woolwich, so that yeah, helped, gives you know. You yeah, that gives you, once you see him on the team sheet, that gives you, yeah. you know. But both the goals were of the highest quality as well. Yeah. The, the Sun one where Ali just puts him through a great finish, and then the Ali one where Kane comes on, I think it might be his first touch. He chests it from the keeper, yeah. plays the ball through, and Ali sticks it in the back of the net. And I also but, think our keeper as well, the two saves yeah. he made that night as well. You he know. made two brilliant saves, yeah. and also he was involved in both the goals, because yeah. it was him, his ball up to Ali and his ball up to Kane. Yeah. But actually then, you know, I know there's still a lot to do, but his distribution was excellent. The tactics were good. We knew what their team was going to be. We knew they were weak in the central defence. So get the ball up there quickly. It's not all about sometimes playing fancy football. You have to, you have to combine the two. I think just on Gazaniga as well, I, I think we've got a really, really strong keeper there. Yeah. I think he's not played that many games, so I know there's always the debate should he start over Hugo, and it's a difficult one to answer because Gazaniga's not played many games, he's not made any mistakes yet, so it's difficult to really tell. But from you just look at the size of him and the presence he's got from set plays, and he's a good penalty saver. He just, I don't know, I just, I like the look of him. I feel like he's going to be a good keeper for us in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also got. The, Annihilation of Everton to talk about as well, the 6-2, which was just remarkable performance. Uh, we went a goal down in that game, which everyone forgets. We probably should have gone two down. We could have been down. two down. I thought it was um, a foul. but um, I'm not sure. I think it was one of them, you get yeah. one week, you don't get them other weeks. But I mean, from, the, from that moment, we were just absolutely phenomenal. And again, goals of the highest quality, goals from all over the pitch, brilliant yeah. football, like playing out from the back, taking risks, but being brave on the ball. Yep. It, it, that was a brilliant performance. And you know what? We could have scored 10 in that game. As you say, we were, you know, we were watching it at home. And, and, and at one point, I think, very unusual for our front room when Spurs were on, it was absolutely quiet because we, we, do, we were just sitting there in stunned silence because we, we couldn't believe what we were watching. The finishing, the Kane goal at the end was absolutely superb. Yeah. The build-up, the ball in, the finish, the way he shapes his body to score... I mean, all the goals in that game, yeah, they, the way Everton's set up, I think you mentioned it at the start of the Shambolic. game, Jack. You know, it, you know, if I was picking a team against Tottenham, there's no way I'm going to set up like that. And having, you know, three against three at the back every two minutes, I mean, it was a recipe for disaster. But you know what? This is where our, our diamond formation the last few weeks was really effective. We yeah. scored the six goals there because you, you know, there aren't many teams that play two up front anywhere. No. in the world it's, it's, you no. don't, it's not really the, what, the football that you play anymore so we did that and then we took that formation into the Bournemouth game yeah. and we hammered them 5-0 yeah. I mean I didn't even really feel like we did a lot in that first half and we went in 3-0 up and I think was, I think there was some I mean I, I personally like Eddie Howe the Bournemouth manager I think he's got quite a lot about him and I think he's doing well with the players he's got there and he said afterwards like he just felt that every time we went forward um, there was a goal mm. and I think he was probably right they didn't play that bad for the f- first 10 minutes but like what we said about our Champions League performances this year every time we gave uh, made a mistake at the back it cost yeah, us a goal and that was very similar to what Bournemouth were doing yeah. you know but I looked at Bournemouth in that game, so I'm a big Eddie Howe fan as well. But that game really made me question whether or not he could get a top job. Because why would you go to you know, Spurs as Bournemouth and play a really open 4 4 2? And you know, Everton played a really open formation, and you just think, why are you doing that? I know 
Sean Dyche and Burnley got a lot of stick for how they played against us at Wembley, but can you blame them? Yeah. When you're an inferior team in every single way, yeah. you want to make the game as much about a 50-50 battle as possible. Yeah. And as soon as you play open football, you're going to get hammered. I just don't. It would be like, and, and this is still where I think we struggle when we go, especially away to the real, real top teams. I'm talking City and Liverpool, yeah. and we tend to be, we tend to have the approach of, all right, let's take you on at your own game. And sometimes I just think you've got to swallow your pride a little bit and go, they're better than us in, in that style. What's the most effective way of us hurting them? Yeah. Like what we did against Liverpool, Wembley, not this season, the season before. Yes. When we didn't, we didn't try and outplay them. Yeah. We went very direct to Kane. We got the ball forward quickly yeah. and caused them nightmares. And I think you look at Bournemouth and you look at Everton, you just think, why are you trying to outplay Spurs at their own game? You just, it's just never going to happen for you. So I was really, really surprised, especially given how close Burnley got to frustrating us that then two teams would come with a completely different approach. I think if we, if, if we slightly move it on to, to Wolves, I think when we had the ball, when we were breaking with the ball, Wolves weren't trying to win the ball off us in, 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 our, in our own half. They were getting seven players behind yeah. the ball and they were having a row of four and a row of three and you could see it so clearly every time. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that Wolves game then because, I mean, we were 1-0 up at half-time. Yeah. Um, we didn't do a great deal. I mean, Kane scored a brilliant goal, absolutely fantastic. I actually probably should have been mentioned in the best goals of the year yeah. at, the, at the top of the show. Um, he scored a lovely goal. Um, and we seemed to be in cruise control. I mean, we weren't creating a lot, they weren't creating a lot. It wasn't a great game, to be honest. And even after sort of 65 minutes at 1-0, they were on top in the second half. I would say that they had a lot more yeah. territory, but they weren't. Loris didn't have anything to do. And the interesting thing for me was, Potch was about to bring Oliver Skip on. Um, so Wolves got a corner, he had Skip stripped and ready at the side to come on for Sun. Was like, let's do the corner first, wait. Bolly equalises from the corner and then he cancelled the sub, which I think was a really interesting moment. I mean, you don't know what might have happened had he come yeah. on, but that was taking off, you know, an attacker and bringing on a defensive midfield player to pad out the midfield and get an extra body in there. And I even think at 1-1 that would have been a good sub for us to have made because yeah. we, we weren't great at all in the second half. I know people will say, oh, we're tired on that, and I get that argument, but we didn't keep the ball at all in the second no. half. I'm a massive Harry Winks fan. Second half, he was... I would go, I'd go as far as saying he was atrocious in the second oh. half and we were sort of watching it thinking you'd probably put Skip on for Winks because Winks is having a stinker I think I think we're just um, we're suffering for the lack of midfield players and, and, and the, the injuries we've got in midfield you know Lamella wasn't wasn't available yeah. again um, you know Wanyama Dyer you know and Dembele all out you know this is the time of the year where you need mm. that squad and you need to rotate all right there's arguments who you're going to play and what game um I would also say I was a bit I get a little bit really frustrated with the negativity when we lose the game now you know you know but that's the level we're at now though when you is, lose a yeah. game when you lose a game to a side yeah. that's not in the top four home or away it's a massive shock yeah because you know we're Spurs now and we expect to win Probably of the thirty-eight league games, we probably expect to win thirty-five of them. Yeah, well, I I, I would just say that I remind people like back in the nineties what it, how dire it was, and you'd lose probably five home games to the likes of Wolves every season. So, and I think you know. it's good to I think it's good to keep perspective on where the clubs come from. Yes, but I also think that you need to 
move with where we are as a club now, and that you know we should we shouldn't be losing home draws. I get there's always there's always a result like that a season. You always get one result where it's a bit of a yeah. oh that was, and all the top teams. Even the great Man United, they used to have probably yeah. two or three results like that, a draw or a defeat here yeah. and there. And but it is about how you get on against the top teams around you. That's where it counts mm. because let's be honest. You know, had we beaten City and Liverpool at home, I know it's a long shot. At some, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we'd have been top of the league, yeah. and that that's extraordinary. Yeah. Just one more thing on the Wolves game. What really surprised me was, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a negative football fan. No, like no, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy watching strong defenders yeah. and a good solid foundation yeah. as much as I enjoy brilliant yeah. free flowing football. I'm completely even with the two. But at one one, I sat there watching that and just thought. I'd probably take a draw now. Let's just have the draw let's today. Just, we've not played well. Yeah. They've got level. Let's just sort of say, okay, you know what? It's not our day to no, draw. Wouldn't, a draw would not have been disastrous. It no. would have been frustrating. Yeah. But losing 3-1 at home, that was a real poor result. I was just surprised at how many bodies we committed forward at 1-1. Yeah. When you're thinking, you know, really, a goal either way wins it. So if you do gamble and get the goal, brilliant. But you do sometimes have Ga- to... Gaps all... You know, both their goals were on the break. Gaps all over the place. Well, I want to talk about their second goal, actually, which was on the break, but... It felt like the ball trickled over the line. I've seen replays back and you think, could the keeper do more on that? He doesn't hit it hard at all. It just feels like Loris does a bit of a Paul Robinson and dives too early. There was a lot and of, can't yeah, quite get down the, to it. There was quite a lot of whinging about Loris's performance yeah. on the second and third goals and um, Trippier seemed to be the, the, the target man. He didn't have a great game. No, but everybody game. can't play great no. every game. I was you part, know? part of me was surprised Trippier was playing because I thought Walker-Peters would have played again. Yeah. Because he... I know he's another one. It's difficult to judge because he's not played that many games. But the games he has played, he's been outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. He got, he got three, three assists against Bournemouth yeah, and then found himself on the bench against Wolves. And there must be a part of him that sort of, he gets that he's a young player, but he's also like, what, what it's more got have to I got a bit, to do? Yeah, I think there's a bit of rotation at this mm. time of the year, Jack, because you're, you're trying to prevent injuries and things like that. Mm. I think also, I think the way the, and I know we'll come on to previewing in a minute, but I think the way the fixtures have panned out, I mean, they've been very, very favourable to Liverpool. Mm. When they started their fixtures on the Friday and they're actually going to end on the Thursday, they're only playing three games in nearly mm. two weeks. We're actually going to play a game more in, in, in the same amount yeah. of time. I do think it's strange. I just, I don't understand why over the Christmas period, everybody just doesn't play on the same day. Yeah. I, and that I think I think it's I think it's unfair. Where we we we've played Saturday and so did Liverpool. Mm. We're playing again t- today, um, and then Liverpool are playing in two days' time. Mm. But then I know, and then we're playing again Friday. I think it's particularly difficult when you have the injuries what you have. If we yeah. had, a, because this is a, a good thing to note about Liverpool, and you know what they've been brilliant this season. Liverpool mm. absolutely brilliant, but they've in some ways they've been fortunate because if you look at their injury list. They haven't really had any. I know they've lost Joe Gomez, but they've lost one centre back. Whereas if you look at us and City, and you look, if you put down on paper what our full yes. strength side was at the end of last season, same as City, you're losing two or three people from that side, and it does make a big difference. I think the advantage is where Liverpool play a sim- they play a similar game to us and City, high pressing and high energy. Where they've been lucky is they can keep rotating their central midfield players, so they can run themselves into the ground knowing they've got ten days off. Mm. Well, we've had to stick with Winks and Sissoko like constantly. Yeah. Our centre midfielders then, Dembele and Wanyama. When when do we get to the point where we stop even talking about them? We just think they're they're done. They're you know, it, Wanyama especially for me is a player that's been. 
we signed him and he was absolutely immense in that first, that last yeah. season at White Hot Lane where we had Dyer, Jan yeah. and Toby as the back for him, Wanyama yeah. and Dembele in the middle of the park. Wanyama was fantastic that season. He hasn't played since, not really. Well, he's been injured. There's talk of him going out on loan to West Brom. West Brom are, are interested in him. Um, he's dropping still, down to the Championship. There's still talk of Dembele going off to China. I mm. think that if a Chinese club come in and offer any, anything over £10 million, uh, we'll take the money. And, would, you and sell, would you sell him in January? I think it depends with his injury problems. Mm. If he's not really going to play much until the end of the year, yes, because he's out of contract in June. So yes, I would take the money. I would take say if someone's going to offer ten million or something like that, which is what's rumoured in the press, then yes, I would take the money. But then I guess you've then got to look at you've got to find another body, because you know even if Wanyama is back available at the end of January, he's not. It's going to take him a while to get up. Do you know what I mean? You're not really going to see the best. Well, I think of him I think they're looking at dipping into the championship again. This young hole winger is is the guy they're looking oh, yeah, at. Bowden, yeah, Bowden. I don't know much about him. I have to say, but we've been strongly linked with him, and that he would be a similar amount of money. So that that reeks of a Levy uh, Levy yeah. deal, and you know you move one off the you know you you move a player off the uh, the, the the pay wage, and then you get someone in probably on obviously on less, a little yeah. less money. You know that's that reeks of Levy, doesn't it? What what do you think we need to do in January window? Are you happy? Do you not think we need to do anything? No, or? I'd like us to bring a couple of players in because I think even if they don't play much this year. You've then got the like with Mora, they can hit the ground running in in mm. August, and I think maybe yeah, maybe take a punt on a young player again. Mm. Um, we do need another wide player, definitely, um, and the ones we've had, we've been importing in from France haven't been a lot of cops. No. So let's try something different. I still think central midfield. We need that that wise head, that experienced player, mm. just to help with you know like um that Wolves game at 1-1 if you've got somebody but, that has yeah. been there and done it and you can just say right go on 20 minutes I yeah. think that's that's the only area but you say that, that but you know if you look at say a lot of our players now Jack even with Ericsson you know he's been there for five six seasons now he's not he's not a novice he's an experienced player he's an experienced player but you, there's always the question of having real like experienced winners yeah. in that side and the type of player you know that can just come in mm. maybe not the greatest player but just has the know-how and is clever but I think that's the only thing we if lack you, if you look at the current Liverpool team I think they've only got two players in their squad that have won the, won the Premier League mm. so they they lack experience in getting over the line the same as we do mm. but I don't know I just feel like that's been our Achilles heel the last seven, eight years has just mm. been we can get there but then when we just need to have that half an hour of right yeah. let's just dig in and get through this spell we tend to concede a goal in that well, time well I do I do think we also need to put it into perspective you know we're up there in third we've, we've not played a home game for like a, a season and a half all the things that have been going off of the pitch you know the, the lack of support there seems to be now Wembley everyone's fed up with going to Wembley now but I can't you know? blame and I fans think, I can't blame nor fans nor can I nor can I but I think the team itself are doing amazing and mm. if we can get into this new ground in the next um, in, in the next say you know month something like that you know the momentum of being in the new ground will help us through the rest yeah, of the season hope. we've got a couple of games to preview actually which we'll do now so we've got Cardiff later on today actually yeah. at half five um, we beat them 1-0 at Wembley yeah. start, or earlier on in the season Eric Dyer scored after eight minutes they had a man sent off in the second half it was comfortable but it's never comfortable at 1-0 and I think today's going to be much of the same. I think they're, they're on a great run card. If you look at their form over the last 10 games, they've been in Neil Warnock, 
love him, hate him. He's doing a blooming good job there, considering the players and the resources he's got. Um, you know what you're going to get out of his team. It's going to be physical. It's going to be aggressive. They'll rely a lot on set plays. Yeah. If you keep a clean sheet, you'll probably beat them. Yes. But if they score the first goal, they make it difficult for you. It'll be it'll be the first goal's crucial. And and I, and you're right. What you just said. I said you know May and I went there one five one a couple of weeks back. Had quite a few things go their way. You get games like that where you, you probably don't justify the scoreline. I think we should win today. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be something like two 0 and not too panicky and very Spursy. But let, you know, let's just hope so. You know? I think it'll be very very tight. I think we'll just nick it one nil or two one. I I think it, we're going to have to. I don't think we're going to have to necessarily play amazing, but I think we're going to have to really dig in and, and fight and battle and not give away set pieces. Don't give away free kicks in our own half where they can send their centre halves up, put yeah. balls in the box, and cause you problems that way. I think where we've been good in recent seasons is we've had, you know, when we had the bad result against Woolwich in the league, you know, we moved on yeah, from that. And we need that. to do the same today. Any win will be fine. Any win. Rotation again today, imagine? I think he'll change the full-backs around again, possibly. Aurier is apparently in contention, but maybe Walker-Peters might get a game today. Yeah, I think Walker-Peters will be unlucky if he doesn't play today. But I think Oliver he'll... Skip? No, I don't think so today. I think um, I think if Lamella's fit here, definitely play. I think Skip might come in for Winks today. Yeah. I think that might be the change, because we've got... Tramir as well at the end of this week in a yeah. few days time yeah. and again we're going to have to rotate there yeah. and that will be another game which you know it shouldn't even be a contest but you know these games against low league opposition the first half an hour if you you've got to match it it's the same at any level you've got to earn yeah. the right to play so they're never easy those games but you'd like to think that you know you get through that period where it's a scrap the quality comes through I think if you when you when you, when you play it like today's game and on Friday you take the game to them for the first minute. You don't give away silly free kicks mm. where you're going to cause yourselves problems at the back. You get the home crowd quiet and hopefully you get the early goal. Yeah. And Tramier on Friday. So you've actually been to Tramier. I you're have talking been to before Tramier. We recording. Yes. Um, 1989. 1989 League Cup match. Um, night game um, in my days when we used to go home and away every, every single match. So I've actually been to Tramier's ground, yeah. Paul Gascoigne scored, yeah, I think. In a 2-2 draw. Which was very Spursy in 1989, yeah. you know, go somewhere like that and get the draw. Um, I think you were saying before that we won the replay 4-0. Yeah, that's a so, bit, isn't it? Yeah, so I ha- that is one of the grounds I have been to. Yeah, yeah. which is brilliant. So, and, so that's Friday night, um, yes. BT Sports, so hopefully we can go there and win. I, I'm confident we'll, we'll get through there. The FA Cup as well is a brilliant opportunity for us again this season. We've, we'll, there's some questions that we'll come on to shortly about whether or not we're challenges for the league title, but... For me, you look at us and you think we're a really solid, consistent top four side, mm. and we will be this season. There's, I can't see any situation where we finish outside the top four. Why can't? Why don't we go for the cups? Yeah. You know, we've got a brilliant opportunity. Tramier away, like you should win that. We're in the semi-final of the League Cup against Chelsea. What? What's saying that we can't win both of them competitions? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, see, I think we'll go to Tramier and win. I think that'll be a two-nil. I don't think it'll be a massive scoreline. I think it'll be a get the job done, get out of there type game. Yeah, I, yeah. Let, let's hope so. I, I think um, you know a few of the fringe players might get a yeah. game, but I'd like Ones to that still, aren't injured. I'd like to see you know still the top top players there just yeah. in case. Uh, it's time now for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. 
Today's quiz is Spurs 1, Cardiff 0, the 2nd of March 2014. So for anybody that hasn't heard this part of the show before, I give you a game and a date, which I've just done, and I will give you half of the players um, that started for Spurs that day, and you've got to name the other... So this is a cup game then, isn't no, it? No, this is a league game. Oh, this yes, is, of course it was. This yeah, is Oliver Solskjaer's Cardiff. This is. Okay. Um, it's 2014, so I'll give you a bit of a... I'll give you two clues. Well, this, this is the home game. This is the home game. So we played 4-4-2 in this game. Yeah, yeah. And it was, of course, with that formation, only one manager would have been playing that. Tactics Tim. Tactics so Tim. Tim Sherwood's manager in this game. So our goalkeeper was Hugo. Yeah. So you've got him. Our right back is a question mark. Yeah. Our first centre back is Jan Vertonghen. Yep. Our second centre back is a question mark. Yep. So, so far, you need to get the right back and one of the yep. centre halves. Our first centre midfielder was Moussa Dembele. Oh, sorry, I've skipped the left back out. The left back's a question mark. Cool. First centre midfielder is Moussa Dembele. Yep. Second centre midfielder is Paulinho. Who scored in the away game at um, He did, at that, Cardiff, that back kill. Um, right hand side of midfield is Aaron Lennon. Yeah. Left hand side of midfield is a question mark. And then up front is Adebayor. Yeah. And a question mark. So I need you to get the right back, the left back, a centre back, and the striker. So this is a Tim Sherwood era. 14 Bale was still around, wasn't he? Not Bale. No. Not Bale, no. So this is Sherwood, so this is AVB's gone. Sherwood's oh right, Sherwood's over, taken so over. So it was, yeah, it was the year before that Bale left, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so Harry Kane may have been playing in this game. Wasn't in this one. Okay. Didn't start in this one. Uh, all five of these players that you have to get, none of them still play for us. No, I thought that's that was clear. Um, Michael Dawson? Michael Dawson's correct. Who's the centre-half. He was actually one of the, the best players, really, in that awful Sherwood era. Dawson was really the only one that you can look back and say, yeah, you were, you were pretty good. Was um, right back Alan Hutton? Not a bad shout, not Alan Hutton. Chimbonda had gone, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the right back, it, is English the right back? He played quite a lot under Sherwood, but left, I think, the summer ah, after. Ah, yes, that will be um, Cole Norton. Cole Norton. Cole, Cole Norton is the right back. He played quite a few games for Sherwood at left back as well uh, in that period. So you're left to get the left back, the left... So Walker wasn't playing out of position at left Walker back Walker wasn't then. out of position. The left back is a real strange one. Strange like a tough one, okay. one to get. So you need the left midfielder and the striker. The, the question mark striker scored in this game. It, it could have been Jermaine Defoe. It wasn't Defoe. He didn't get many, this striker. It, it just it wasn't a good period for him. Uh, so we could be looking at Roberto Soldado. Soldado. Soldado scored in that game. Soldado. Soldado and Adebayor up top. So we're, we're, we're lacking on the left-hand side left of the field at the moment. Yeah. And Bentelab be playing in that game? No, good shout, but no, it wasn't him. He was a player. So this player, he plays in the Premier League currently still. A decent player. He's maybe a little bit unlucky to leave Spurs. It was just one of those where he wasn't going to play as much, so we, we moved him on. It wasn't Alex Pritchard, was it? It wasn't Alex Pritchard. No. I thought you get the letter of the first name correct. It'll come to me in a minute. 
And he's still playing in the Premier League? He's still playing in the Premier League. He's not old. He's probably 27, 28. He's a flying winger, left foot, very, very one-footed player. I've got a complete memory right. blank here, Jack. The left and side of midfielder was Andros Townsend. Oh, Townsend, of course, yeah. Andros Townsend. Yeah. And the left back, which I think if I gave you an hour, you wouldn't get it. Go on. Zeki Friars. Oh, I never got that. Young, young Swiss guy, weren't he? He's was was English. Because oh, we yes, nicked, him, we nicked him from Man United, didn't we? We did, yes. Um, I'd, I'd gotten a, I think he went to Palace as well. Yes, because Townsend went right. there. So that, that side. Was... I'd have never got Zeki Fries in. Uh, we could have yeah. been sitting here for four hours and I wouldn't have got that. Uh, so that team Spurs won Cardiff nil, second of March 2014, 4 4 2. Loris in goal, Norton, Dawson, Vertonghen, and Fryers. Yeah. Lennon, Dembele, Paulinho, and Townsend, Adebayor, and Soldado up top. Yeah. So just, just, just the two, three players that are still at the club. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's only. Nearly, or nearly five years ago. Yeah. It's not a massive amount of time. No, no. Um, so there not. you go, that's this week's that's quiz. Good. That's good. We've got some, a few listener questions yeah. that have been sent in. Um, so Paul Diaz on Facebook, I hope I've pronounced that right, Paul, um, said, who is the biggest surprise this season at Spurs? Cool. Um, this season. This season. There's a few for me. Um, Sissoko. Well, that's got to be the biggest one. It's a massive it? surprise. Yeah. Just you know the the level performances he's been yeah. putting in the consistency. He's been. I think I think Sun the way Sun's played yeah. in certain games this year has been absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And I th- I think I would also say um, Sanchez from the point of view of when he's not played we've been missing him. Mm. I know we let him three goals at the weekend. Mm. The um, other the other two real big ones for me Sissoko side Gazaniga. Yeah. He's come in and been a real yeah. wow. But as you as you quite rightly said earlier, it's interesting to see when he makes a mistake how, how he, he responds back. from that. Um, and the other one for me is Foyth. Yeah. Because you know he's been called upon when you really wouldn't have expected yeah. him to be, and he's been. He's, he's done been okay. Yeah. In that. He's made mistakes, but he's gonna. But you fancy him as a holding midfielder, player, don't you? I think he's a midfielder because he's good on the ball. Isn't I he? think the way his range of passing. Yeah. And he's quick. Yeah. Uh, he's decent in the air. He just he he just looks for me as he's a perfect holding midfielder. And the way he can take the ball on the half turn, he's so comfortable on it at the back as well. He yeah. goes past the man. I think I might have said this to you about him before. I did a bit of reading on Fife, and in his entire youth career, he was an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Which is and and actually, when you hear someone say that, you think, oh no, that makes sense actually. He, because of the way he, he just cuts inside the players, and, yeah. and he moves his yeah, body. Interesting. So I I fancy him in there. Whether or not he gets a chance, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of injuries in there at the minute, so it'd be a, it'd be an option. It'd be a risk, but I, I like him in he there. He may play on Friday. He may do. And Paul's other question was: Are Spurs contenders for the league title this season? Um, unfortunately, I don't think we are. Um, because I think we're just too far behind again. I if think we'd have beaten Wolves, would your answer have been the same? It probably would have been, Jack. It's only because, um, and I know I'm going to sound a bit negative, and my mate Cole's going to have the ump with me, but I think um, when, we, when we're trying to chase Leicester down and Chelsea down, once you get beyond six points, th- that's hard because it's, it's a three-game turnaround. And where we are at the moment with Liverpool, and yeah, they've got to play City, I know that this week, but then we've got to go to City. We've got to play City, Liverpool and Chelsea away. We're not going to win all of them games. Let's be realistic. We're likely to lose. Say we only lost one of them games. 
That still puts us 12 points behind Liverpool. We've got, we need five games to catch up with them. We need them to slip up in five games. We're looking at them to slip up in nearly a third of their games. And so, I can't see that happening. So, a few points. Me. First Hopefully I'm proved wrong, Jack. Hopefully yeah. you come back to me in May and say what a load of rubbish mm. I was talking in January and I'll be more than happy for there's you to few, do that. There's a few points for me on that. So, I would say that we're, we're behind Liverpool and City at the minute in terms of being a real out-and-out contender for the title. However, the aim has to be to win the league. Of course it the does. Aim, the aim is no longer, let's consolidate in the top four. No. If, you know, uh, just a top four finish for us now and nothing else is not a good season. And if you sit here and think, oh, I disagree with that, I, I'm just like, what's the ambition? Ten years ago, the aim was to get in the top four, which we've done it. Whereas now, what's the next level you've got to get to us win the title? I think it's the old argument, Jack. Well, you, I think you remember you saying before on a, on, a, on a previous pod, you were saying, oh, you know, if you're in the top four, what's best, get in the top four or finish fifth and win a cup? You know, and sometimes my argument was trophies are good. But, but now you want to be, we, we, we've got in that top four, you're quite right what you say, we need to be in the top four, but we need to win a cup. Of course we want to finish first. Of course but we want to no finish longer first. The, it's, it should no longer be the conversation of, or would you rather get fourth or get fifth and win the cup? That's right. Me, it should be, well, we should be challenging on all fronts. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And it's not a case of one or the other. Like, there's absolutely no reason in my mind why we couldn't finish third, win the League Cup and win the FA Cup. No, I agree. That, I, that I, I agree. It's not an unrealistic... And, if that, and go deep into that Champions League team, yeah, the, the aim we can has to be. The aim has to be to win every competition you're in. Of course in. it does. Win the title, win the Champions League, which I know you can say, oh, come on, we're not going to win the Champions League or the league at the minute. We're probably not. But that has to be the aim. We have to be working towards that. Strange things happen though in cup competitions. If you look at the draw for the Champions League, there's a, there's a couple of weakish rounds. If you got through and you drew one of them teams, before you know it, you know, you're hurting towards the semi-finals. And anything can happen. Anything can happen. For me, the, the, the big one for me is we're in the semi-final of the League Cup. That's a brilliant opportunity. We've got yeah. Chelsea, you know. You, it's going to be City in the final. Yeah. If we went on and won that competition, we would have beaten West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea and Man City yeah. to win the trophy. Yeah. You, you know I mean? that's, a, that's a great opportunity. So, so I think that's a great question, Paul. I don't think that we're contenders right now. If we'd have beaten Wolves, I know you have... How can you say, you know, the entire season changes on one fixture? If we'd have beaten Wolves, I would probably be saying it's unlikely, but we're, we're in it. Whereas I, I think we're probably a little bit off the pace now. Liverpool will drop points. I don't think they'll go the season unbeaten because they've been really riding their luck. Mm. But then Leicester rode their luck a few seasons ago and they rode it right through to May. So what who knows? What I would knows? say on Liverpool going unbeaten, though, is they've played a lot of the big sides away. Yeah. I know they've got to go to City, which they do on Thursday, but if they don't lose there... They've got to go to Old Trafford as well. And they still they? have to go to Everton, which yeah. you know, is not an easy game. Um, we'll go up there and beat them. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? And Daryl Tells on Facebook has said, what will take us from being runners-up to probable contenders in the league? Well, you've got to invest in your team, haven't you? Unfortunately, that's going to be the problem. I mean, if you look at Liverpool, they sold um, Coutinho for, what, £160 mm. million and basically spent the money on the two areas. They needed a goalkeeper. We saw the goalkeeper last year. Liverpool mm. was awful. And they got their central defender. Mm. Um, so you have to identify. We've been talking about central midfield being possibly an area of weakness for us. Mm. Um, you've got to decide what you're going to do and you've got to go out and buy the players and, yeah. and, and, and fill in where... Or even maybe invest the money on some of the players you've got by giving them new improved mm. contracts. 
Yeah. Uh, Jason on Facebook from the last one on Spurs podcast said, why is it so hard to understand a club with a £340 million turnover can't compete with teams financially with four, five, six hundred million pound turnovers until the £850 million stadium is at least complete and in use? Um, I think it's a bit wider than that because you've got to pay for that ground still. And unless there's an, a lovely sponsorship deal sitting in the background that's going to fund that, you know, you're not going to compete with, with the other clubs before some of that's paid back. You've still got that money, you, you know, it's like saying, oh, yeah, we've got all this extra money coming in, but that extra money's got to finance mm. the loan, really, for a few I still, years. I still don't believe that we've got no money for transfers. Like, I still I still believe, and I, I, might, I, I might be wrong, that we could go and spend 50 million on a player. We couldn't go and spend 100 million and, you know, get a Pogba and name yeah. on uh, But I think we've got money there where we could go and spend 40, 50 million and bring in someone like Mares. I still think we could have gone in for him and that could have been, but I don't know. I, think, I, I, think I completely get Jason's it's point. It's so there. difficult, Jack, because you look and you think, 50 million for Mares? I know it's the arguments, the market rates, the going rate. I think, really easy, a 50 million pound player? Maybe I'm living still in the dark ages mm. when it comes to money and that. For, I think the thing for me is, it's just players that we, you look at in hindsight. I know. You, I'm, all, I'm a believer in if a player doesn't improve your first team, what's the point of going and getting him? So I'm, I'm always all for that. Oh, I agree with that. But what you have to factor in is when you have injuries and putatism of players out of form, you're telling me that a Shakiri for 12 million or a Barkley a year ago for 20 million or however much it was wouldn't have improved us. I'd, and I'd they have, would have. I'd have gone and got Ross Barkley would have. without a doubt. And, and, so, and I but, think I said that before. But, but coming back to Jason's point, I, I get it and I, I, I agree with Jason that. You know, we can't go and spend the money that the other clubs are no. spending at the moment because the stadium's the priority. As frustrating as it is, because we're so close, and I think a lot of it comes back to the point of that when Potch was appointed manager, he would obviously would have sat down with Levy and said, "Right, this is the aim for five years. This is where we want to be." And that last season at White Hart Lane was probably what they sat down and agreed would be that his last season. Do you know what I mean? That season I, came so early. I think, I think we qualify for the Champions League a lot quicker than any of us thought we would. I'd say, um, the Champions League maybe not, but being in that title race and getting 86 points or whatever yeah. it was, that season probably came two or three seasons earlier yes. than they anticipated. Oh, did. So with that, naturally, fans' expectation rise, which is a good thing, but then when you can't then do it again the following season because you haven't got the money, fans get frustrated... I think going back to the ground very quickly with the sponsorship of the ground because I'm sure there must be something because we haven't got a, a sleeve sponsor have we yet and I reckon the two will be com- on, the, on the shirt so I think the two will be combined I have put an Echoes of Glory proposal together but I haven't heard back yet from the yeah. club so well, I, 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 think, I think it might be a couple of hundred million I, I think a couple hundred quid's not going uh, <laughs> to get you on the shirt I just uh, hope that they thought it was a typo when they saw the amount Three three noughts missing off of it, yeah. And uh, finally, Richard Stanton on Facebook said, What is the worst thing you've seen a player do at a Spurs match? The worst thing? Worst thing. Oh, Jack, you should should give me a bit of notice on this because. I've got one. I wasn't there for it, so it's a bit of a cheat. But um, do you remember the Gomez incident at Old Trafford? Where oh, he thought he, we'd be yeah. given a free kick yes, and yeah. threw the ball down the floor and Narni just tapped it But in then Gomez threw the ball in his own net, didn't he, at Fulham as well. So, so I would say I wasn't at that oh. game, um, but I'd that's like, one of I'd, the worst I'd things I'd like I've to have a seen. think about that and come back maybe to that. You know, one, of the, one of the other things where I was there, which is a miss, was a Chimovic. Oh, from one yard, weren't he? Which was, the bar. He was literally on the line 
and he put it over and I just remember watching that and thinking how has that happened I don't understand like how is it even possible to have missed from there there's probably so many dire things that I've seen over the year I can't can't you know, my mind can't you know produce one outright winner um, great question that's good so that's what good. we'll do is we'll go away we'll think about we'll that have a think and about we can that put some more suggestions in yes uh, in absolutely podcast so um, that's it for today's show um, enjoy the game today hopefully we can get a win happy new year to everyone as well happy thanks new for year listening to and yep. here's to a, a positive and successful 2019 for the pod and for Spurs and then whatever happens future's bright future's lily white come on you Spurs I always thought there was very very many people interested in football and I always thought that football was a very important game but I never realised until today just how important it is whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.